Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where we're talking about Marvel movies all day. What's up? Sean here, and we got David, and we're ready to give you guys another action-packed, hilarious episode where I don't agree with anything Star Wars related. Hopefully there's no Marvel talk this episode. Um, I don't think so, but I have a, I have a hot question off the top of the show that I gotta start with, okay? All right. Where is the weirdest place you have been offered chicken wings? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me where is the weirdest place, something else. <laughs> no. Um, no bueno. Offered chicken wings? Yeah. I don't really think that's a normal thing that people offer someone. All right. So on my way home, I stopped at the 7-Eleven, you know, get some gas, grab a big gulp because it's like it was a pretty long day and I needed some sugar for the ride home. They upsold the shit out of me for a pound of chicken wings. They were like, oh, you got a big gulp. We can give you a pound of chicken wings for 50 cents. We have honey oh, garlic, yeah. barbecue. I was like, fuck no. Did you, did you get the uh, potato wedges? No, I didn't get any. That, like, did I've had a taquito pota- from there, and I got sick. Oh, because there was, like, a promo that I saw. It's like, if you get a big gulp, you can get five chicken wings and five uh, potato wedges for, like... A dollar or something. Yeah, but like, why would I want chicken wings from the gas station? I don't know. 7-Eleven's food's not that bad. I mean, is 7-Eleven becoming the bodega of Canada? Like, does Canada finally have bodegas? I don't know. I find that 7-Elevens are like, are leaving. You know, London used to have them pretty much on every corner. Now there's, I think, three in the city. The... Which is there's awful still- for the summer because I want my Slurpee. I think there's more than three. I've driven by at least two or three. Uh, the one near the college shut down this past year. What, on um, Adelaide or whatever? On um, on Oxford. Oh, right. True, true, true. Yeah. The, I, I was a big fan of the Clark Road one. Like on your way out of the city. Clark mm-hmm. Road, 7-Eleven. Boom. Just but 7-Eleven in general. I just times. think I would rather spend my 50 cents elsewhere. I feel like that's a complete waste of money. But you didn't. You spent your 50 cents on, on chicken wings from the convenience store. No, I didn't get chicken wings. They gave me Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh. I was just as happy for 50 cents. But speaking of waste <laughs> of money, EA has decided to bestow us another piece of crap. And I'm saying that pretty generally at the moment. Obviously, we haven't played the game yet. We've seen the very first reveal trailer for um, Jedi Fallen Order. Wait, hold on. You're you're automatically assuming that's going to yeah, be a piece absolutely. of crap. Yeah, absolutely. Battlefront Two piece no, of hold crap. On. Hold on. Do you know who? who <laughs> <laughs> do you know who's making Jedi Fallen Order? Doesn't matter. Piece of crap. Respawn. They made great games like Titanfall and Titanfall Two. And I'm sorry. Uh, does EA have its name on it? One of the most popular. Uh, free-to-play Battle Royale games out right now, Apex Legends? Yes or no? Did, uh, d- is EA publishing it? Technically? Yes. Yes. So the game is automatically a piece of crap. So <laughs> <laughs> so there's... Uh, it's single-player only. Yeah, piece so, of crap. So, so this... Oh, <laughs> just because... What's the, what's the last single-player game you actually played? Spider-Man. Nope. Spider-Man. God of War? Nope. Sp- Red Dead. Okay, but that still has a multiplayer aspect. This is yeah. legit only, only single player. So Spider Man or God of War, which or the is, Last of Us. Yeah, but for a Star Wars game, when was the last time we got a single player only Star Wars game? 
That's true. Like the I... P- PS2 and X- original Xbox. Oh, maybe maybe uh, 360. I don't know. Am I not allowed to be wary of the fact that EA did us dirty literally a year ago? Uh, yes. That's why people are going at this with a healthy level of skepticism. Uh, I'm impressed by the pre-rendered trailer as anyone is because it's like pre-rendered trailers sure but you get like a cool sense of the the story a little bit from what they can show um it 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 looks cool but, now yeah. obviously like i'm i'm going to have to see what the uh like the actual gameplay is like and that's what it's going to be uh like the make or break for this game because if the gameplay I don't know. I could see them if they were to make a God of War style Jedi lightsaber. Just give us a. Didn't they have something like that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) The Force Unleashed or something. Force Unleashed. Give me the Force Unleashed three, but with like better, even better mechanics. Oh, I loved you. So like, I think it was, it was probably the first or second level in the first one. And like I remember this because like you'd be able to still play video game demos at EB Games, yeah. And you'd like walk with Darth Vader, and he'd always get stuck. Yeah, that's like then, the first level of the first game. Yeah, <laughs> and people were just like, "Well, I want to try." I'm like, "Well, I can't move." Yeah. Uh, I feel like with Respawn makes some good games. Like Titanfall Two was great, and don't don't deny it, you had fun playing that game. Oh, don't get me wrong. Titanfall is a great pickup and play for like if I'm bored for five minutes at a time because the game loads really quickly. You always find a game, and most of the time you're just playing. Um, what do they call their uh, their spawns? Grunts? Attri- attrition? Oh, grunts! You're you're fighting grunts with uh, like eight eight uh, pilots in the game, so like real players. But uh, respawn has said that there is no microtransactions, no loot boxes any of that stuff so yeah and they're not actually letting any ea developers near it they're just allowing them to publish it they needed the money but they don't want anything else and i think they know that uh with the backlash that happened with battlefront 2 and how long it has taken them to essentially fix that game and add things that were were promised you know i don't think ea can afford to have this game turn into another shit show like that because uh, I feel like their contract with Disney for these games might be on very thin ice on thin ice. Yeah. So they need that uh, breakout, like that breakaway game that kind of gives people a little bit of more faith in, in EA, even though EA hasn't developed this, like they're just the publisher, but, they their name is on this right so people see it as an ea game developed by respawn people who don't know who've who've never played titanfall 2 or titanfall or even some people don't even know who developed apex legends which is kind of crazy um they're just going to see it as an ea star wars game because it says ea right in the title which so i'm i'm hoping that we see some gameplay trailers soon um I'm um, I'm kind of so soaked for this. Like it comes out what November? Uh, November November fifteenth. So almost exactly one month before the new Star Wars movie. 
Now the issue, or not the issue, the the interesting thing about this installment that I found is like I haven't really been into the latest Star Wars movies. To me, I really kind of like I I liked Star Wars while I was a kid. I'm not like you who's like I'm more of a like I've loved Marvel type of thing and all. My fandom's been elsewhere. Like I've enjoyed Star Wars. I'm I'm pretty current with Star Wars, but I never really rushed out to see um, the Last Jedi. I didn't bother going to see Solo. Even um, uh, Rogue a, a Squadron. Lot people, a lot of people. I like go see Solo. But even like Rogue Squadron, I waited till it got on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Like I just it was one of those things where. Like when I go to the movies with my girlfriend, it's we choose movies together. Obviously. I get some, like, we both get, like, our choices, but I'd rather burn my choices on superhero movies because I know right. she doesn't want to go see, like, a lot of, like, um, an example, I know not in theaters, but, uh, well, right now, John Wick 3 or Triple Frontier. She's not into those kind of movies. Yeah, so but we're going to see John Wick 3 together. You better not go see that with she wouldn't. Girlfriend. She wouldn't go see it anyways. Because I will break up with her for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but but what, I, what I'm trying to say is, like, I would rather spend the like my my movie picks on movies that I know she'll watch still, mm-hmm. which are superheroes. So I mean, when I go, oh, I really want to go see Star Wars, and some of my friends who are here don't want to see Star Wars or they've already seen it, but it's not worth a second watch. I just wait for it to come out. Right. See, uh, my, with my girlfriend, it's kind of opposite. Like she'll she she'll see the superhero movies, but it's not uh, like a must must see. She actually didn't even want to see Thor Ragnarok because she didn't like the first two and they were terrible. And I agree. I wouldn't want to see the new one if if I didn't like the Hulk or if it didn't look any good. But then after that, she really enjoyed it. But uh, she, I didn't even send her the trailer for the new Star Wars movie. She messaged me randomly about it with her criticisms about, you know, things like the title and what's going on with it and stuff like that. And But... Uh, we, uh, as as most people who've listened to our podcast know, I went to the, or my girlfriend and I went to the Star Wars Marathon when The Last Jedi came out, and I asked her, like, so are we going to go to the marathon for uh, the episode nine? And she's like, yep. <laughs> wow. Like, no, no hesitation or anything like that. She's like, yep. I was like, okay, sweet. See, but- that's good. So where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Actually, now I've got a funny segue to add on top of it. So as some of you have known because you've listened to the podcast, my girlfriend is a huge Taylor Swift fan. Taylor Swift, three nights ago, puts a countdown on her website. 12 days and 55 hours from now, something's going to happen. The like Taylor Swift fans are in a frenzy. They're on Tumblr. They're on Twitter. Reddit looking sounds like an album's dropping or at least a song, right? Now, what are the odds that something super important would be happening exactly when that was happening? Pretty high, you'd say, just because that's luck, right? The this drop from Taylor Swift is happening at midnight on the 25th of April. And for listeners who know, The Avengers happens on the 25th of April. And we've got tickets for the 10 o'clock show on the 25th of April. Oh, shit. Your girlfriend's like... Super pissed. <laughs> I'll go with you. She can stay home and see whatever is going on with Taylor Swift. Watch it just be like... It'll, uh, just, it'll just be like a single. It'll just be like a new song she's releasing. 
<laughs> She'll just listen to it 50 times. We're never getting back together again. <laughs> the second time. Yeah. Um, but so where I was going with the segue before I um, knocked myself off track, which does happen, is I do appreciate the fact that this will be continuing from Revenge of the Sith. So that's where the story is kind of taking place. Um, I, I, I remember reading a, a, a time period, but it's not far long after. Yeah, it's just like a few years because if if uh, anyone's seen the uh, trailer, uh, you, there's a part where he finds like a the hologram f- recorder thing from a downed clone trooper, and it shows uh, Emperor Palpatine saying like "Execute Order 66." So it's like, okay, this is a fairly close thing, and my guess is. My guess is that this takes place fairly close after uh, Revenge of the Sith because th- they're hunting Jedi. Like, it makes sense, right? Like, Yeah, and he looks like a cool... He's like the upgraded black costume version of Boba Fett. Upgraded black? The, oh, right? sorry, I, I'm like thinking... <laughs> the guy's white. You know, I oh. I've, I rewatched all the trailers and that's Mandalorian. Yeah, total, total wrong thing. Oh, my God. He's the upgraded black white man. What? No, the black costume. Yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, The other thing that I find super interesting. Now, we will talk about Disney Plus and the launch of that shortly. But the timing is phenomenal. Because Mandalorian's coming out around the same time. And Star Wars is coming out at Christmas. Everything's coming out, like, at the end of this year. And it's going to be, for Star Wars fans, it's going to be a great lead up to christmas i think but it's going to be the lead up to the end like this is this is going to be like a massive amount of star wars and then you're going to get nothing but mandalorian for a while obviously like games will kind of come out and stuff but like they're they're stop they're going on full hiatus for films for a while for their movies yeah yeah they're what did they call it the end of the triple trilogy saga which was a mouthful to say um but you're going to get like five seasons. Apparently, you're ha- supposed to get up to five seasons of Mandalorian from Jon Favreau because that's what he signed on but for. That's sweet. Five seasons. You figure one hour episodes, right? We'll say, let's say 12 episodes. Let's be, no, let's be conservative. Eight episodes uh, a season. That's 40 hours of Star Wars. And if anyone's seen the. The, the Star Wars Celebration video of The Mandalorian. I don't know if they've released an official video on YouTube, but there was some leaked videos that um, some people can, can find online. But uh, it looks like it's got some great production values. And the fact that uh, John Farview or whatever... Favreau? Favreau is uh, producing it and directing some of the episodes and stuff like that. You know, he's done some great stuff. So Iron I Man think, one and two. Yeah, and I think that this is—I think this is a good move for for Star Wars. I can't remember where I saw that. Maybe it was when the original announcement came. I can't find anything right now. But his contract is multiple seasons. And I—I th- I think Disney. It, this is a smart move because with the backlash that happened from uh, the Solo movie and the Last Jedi. And all of the crap that's been going on with 
just the productions of these movies in general. Um, I think taking a hiatus from standalone movies is a good idea. If they can focus their attention on to the TV shows like the Mandalorian uh, for our fans of the Clone Wars season seven. So the Clone Wars ended at season six, obviously, because they're bringing it back for season seven. Um, wait, wait to take something off the list from below. Oh, cool, man. I didn't, I didn't know you're talking <laughs> about that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so there's there's a lot of content for TV fans. And I think breaking it up into these smaller, easier to digest uh, portions It'll be better in the long run because, like, think about it. If they make an episode, a few episodes, or say season one of The Mandalorian has starts off really good, uh, but then it kind of ends on a less desirable, poor note, that gives them a whole nother season to take the criticism from the first season and build upon that. You know, like, most series only get better as they go on. You know how I feel about that. Well, I don't know, but I think other people do. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, with a movie, you, you know, you can only polish a turd so much. Then it's just going to be a, sh- a, a shiny turd, right? So, so yeah, I just have, I have some information. Season um, one is eight episodes, and they or yeah, it's eight episodes, and they look like they have a runtime of fifty-four minutes. So. Yeah. There's that. That's great. But like John Favreau is Disney's little like super puppet. Listen to some of the things he's worked on recently. Jungle Book Two, The Lion King, Endgame, Great Movie, Avengers, Infinity War. Terrible movie. What are you talking about? (laughs) Just kidding. The Mandalorian, (laughs) The Jungle Book One, Age of Ultron. He was a producer again. Iron Man Three, Avengers, Iron Man Two, Iron Man One, Chef. He's worked on all these Disney properties and they just like, I think there's either a Brinks truck just parked outside of his house. And he's like, oh, this one's empty. Send me another one, Disney. And they get really happy and excited to do it. But this is good, right? Like, it's not like they just kind of gave some, you know, lesser known person in the industry. Like, here you go, you know, pull a Rain Johnson or whatever on star wars and do what you want and piss people off like he knows he knows how to produce money making good quality films well and like the given the given the uh kind of freedom to take all of that stuff and put it into a tv show i don't know like when i when i found out that they were making a live action tv show i've been waiting for a live action tv show since it was rumored back in like the mid 2000s that uh steven spielberg i don't know if you remember hearing this there was rumors that spielberg and george lucas were talking about doing a live action star wars show and it never came to light yeah Um, i do remember that and then i think that's where like the clone wars animated series came from but uh this is a this is a big step I, I think it's also smart that they found somebody that follows a similar vision. I I mean, like I'm looking like at in some what of his, way do you mean? Like like they they allow him to be creative and create a character. He gets to build that character the way he wants, but it still has to follow within the confines of Star Wars. Like um and the, and the I one, don't know if you sorry I don't know if you know but uh, George Lucas has been. Uh, 
apparently heavily involved in the production of the Mandalorian. Just yeah, to and, just to keep everything within the realms of the Star Wars universe. And, and within the canon of the yeah. the second series, right? Or the, yes. the second trilogy. Yeah. Um the the one thing I was gonna comment on regarding the director kind of thing is Joss Whedon, nobody could deny he did a great job on the Avengers one, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and he was also involved in the Avengers 2 as the director. So John Favreau was a producer and a consultant and all that stuff. Now, Joss Whedon, like the Avengers, while being an action-packed film and superhero-driven, has a little bit of fun, right? Like the, they allow the actors to have fun. Joss Whedon then replaced Zack Snyder on the Justice League and just ruined that movie just decimated it because he took his style he did not care whatsoever about what other people thought and he just made a movie he's like yep this is my vision for the movie after Zack Snyder like laid it all out he's like no I'm gonna change this I'm gonna change this Disney even stepped in in Age of Ultron because a fact or that there's a fact that's out there or it's I guess a rumor that was um, confirmed was Joss Whedon had a plan to kill Hawkeye in Age of Ultron. He was going to kill Hawkeye. Like, shortly after that scene where he's talking about, um, you know, taking out the wall to make a bigger dining room because he, he's got all this time on his hands after they've fought the bad guys, Hawkeye was going to die. He was going to be the one who took the bullets, not Quicksilver. So, Joss Whedon pissed off a lot of people at Disney, then he was ousted, and the Russos took everything over. You look at another film franchise like Transformers. I think that's been all Michael Bay so far, and mm-hmm. now they're struck. Or Michael Bay didn't do Bumblebee though. No. Um, but they've gone a different direction, and Michael Bay's like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore." So he's now no longer doing Transformers. What's kind of happening, or what's happened with Star Wars, which I've kind of like, I'm appreciating with especially the John Favreau is he's been asked like he always does what he's told they let him create a character which lets him build his own story his own feeling his own his own interpretation of the story but he stays within canon and i think that's super important for anybody taking on a project like this especially if it's going to be um a series that's going to be either dumped with like dumped in eight episodes or released sequentially you don't know what way Disney's going to do it. If Disney's just sitting there going, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to launch Disney Plus, and the Mandalorian's going to be available all eight episodes." I, I well, think that's how they're going to do it because they're going to try and compete with um, Netflix, right? Because that's normally how, generally, how Netflix does it. Netflix does do that in some respects, but there are other options where. Or there, there are other situations where they do, um, like, like they do a one episode, yeah, yeah, like like Riverdale and stuff like that. Like, um, I don't know about your girlfriend, but like when it comes to like mine, she's always like she just blew through Sabrina in two days, without without batting an eye. She's like, I want to watch it. I'm watching it. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I, I like to like sometimes I like to wait a week, you know. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into Disney Plus and The Mandalorian in a bit. I want to switch our focus to The Rise of the Skywalker now. 
Um, what a terrible name. I mean, they're just trying to finish this. First thing. off, D- Disney needs to get rid of the in the Star Wars titles. Seriously, episode, what is it? Six, seven. Star Wars, Force Awakens, or the it's Force Awakens. That f- right, it's fine. It's called A New Hope, not The New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> There's a huge like, difference there. It's not The Empire Strikes Back, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. The, like, it, just, it could have been Rise of Skywalker. That would have had a much better ring to it. Yes, but Rise of Skywalker sounds ominous. The Rise of Skywalker sounds glorious. Yeah, but... You're, you're still dealing with a Disney entity that... It's tough. As I said, I've not rushed out to see any of the latest movies. I just don't... There's no desire. Like, even watching this trailer, I was like, oh, cool. Luke's lightsaber. Well, uh, yeah, because Ray's is, had his lightsaber yeah. forever, right? But And, and then, this, like, Luke Skywalker's being a Force ghost. That's kind of fun. Or, I, like, you can't actually tell, but I'm assuming he's a Force ghost. You can just hear his voice. But, you know, like, this whole beginning part, like... So I watched it, because I'm like, okay, sweet, let's see this. And I don't know if if I voiced this, but I hate Ray as a character, as an actor. She literally has one facial expression and this whole, like where they made her some hobo on a desert planet that literally is super force sensitive and can do a Jedi mind trick on a, like with no training, all this crap. I don't like that. Right. It kind of like, what that backflip wasn't realistic to you. Okay, this is so stupid. I'm watching it right now. I'm getting angry. <laughs> so, okay, what like the speed of a TIE fighter in atmosphere is like 500 kilometers an hour, and she can just force jump over a TIE fighter? Yeah, that's like she would have to jump in the air probably like 50 seconds before the TIE fighter's even at her. Oh, sorry, she runs. <laughs> I'm, watch- I'm getting so pissed off watching this right now. This is so stupid. Stupid. Why? You got a shot of BB-8, C-3PO, that new little robot? They, if they did this whole trailer without that stupid backflip thing, it would have been so much better. I'm just going to, you know what, I'm going to re-edit this trailer without that whole front part, and then I'll I'll enjoy it. But, Are oh, you man. also done with Adam Driver? I am. Uh, You know what? He, he's kind of grown on me in some of his more serious films. Oh, you mean like Lucky Logan? On, or Logan Lucky? That movie is Come terrible. on. What was the last one that I watched with him? Oh, uh, Black Klansman. Have you seen that? No, not yet. It's on oh, Netflix now, though. Great movie. Such a good movie, and he does a great job in that. Uh, there was a movie a while ago that I watched. Um, it's with Liam Neeson in it a little bit, and they're, uh, it takes place in like ancient Japan or something like that. They're Christian uh, priests going there to convert people, but Christianity is banned, and they have to like try and survive. It's a really good movie. I'll figure out the title and remind everyone next episode. Um, (laughs) But he's not a bad actor. I think it's kind of like the same problem that... uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Who played Anakin? Um, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen ran into in the prequel trilogy. Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. He just had a bad dialogue that he had to do. Like... Props to, like, you have to be a, an excellent, excellent, a really good actor like Ewan McGregor to be able to take a, a terrible script and make an amazing character out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Driver just kind of, the scripts for the last two movies weren't, 
the greatest. You know, they made him into this like whiny crybaby character, very similar to Anakin in uh, episode two and three. He was and, awful in episode three, right? And and I think like it's just a bad. It's not his fault, right? Like they were trying to, and episode or the last Jedi was just a mess in general. But uh, I feel like they they could do a lot with his character, and in the time since he's done uh, the Force Awakens, he's done a lot of other movies, like and a lot of serious stuff, and I think that's really allowed him to kind of hone his acting skills and become and like know how to be a serious actor and how to properly show emotion for a character. Now, obviously this is all just speculation, right? But I'm hoping that his character is a little less babyish. But I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that Ray turns bad and she dies in this one. (laughs) See, I was listening to um, a podcast earlier because I like that's how I like consume a lot of my content for this kind of stuff. And the one, the one thing that people were kind of fighting over was either a Ray dying or B Ren dying. Cause it's going to be one or two or Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. Like, uh, is, isn't he like the last descendant of a Skywalker? Yeah, technically. And you know what? Like the title is like either the rise of Luke Skywalker, like either he's, you know, become like some evil force ghost or the tables have turned. Maybe like Ray has become so tempted from that like weird dark side pit that she sees this power and wants to you know, like it becomes evil. Uh, I just I don't know if they would like the the thing with Ray, which some people don't understand. I've he- I've heard a really good debate about it. Is a lot of people don't think she's going to be killed because she's part of the Disney's marketing machine, female heroines, and. Right now, they're really big on their female heroines. Like you've got your your Captain they, Marvel, well, you've yeah, got they your Black Widow series, you've got you've got your um, WandaVision, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, and you have Ray. Daisy Ridley is an inspiration to a lot of young women out there, and it's very important for Disney to keep that intact. They can kill Kylo Ren and be like. Another guy died. Yeah. Whatever. But all you ladies out there, you too, with pr- enough practice and some force behind you, can jump over a moving vehicle. Yes. That part just really pisses me off. <laughs> and the the other thing with Disney too is, or not Disney, but Star Wars in general, is they're not known for the trickery and the the right hand left hand when it comes to their trailers where when you look at like a marvel trailer um infinity war as an example spider-man wearing the iron spider suit you saw in the movie but he was wearing a regular spider-man suit while he was like going through like those obstacles in space but those obstacles didn't exist either so star a lot of people are just like well it's kind of unfortunate that we're likely seeing what we get it's just kind of where it's at i don't know i i have a feeling that these trailers are going to be full of kind of red herrings you know see i don't Uh, believe in their sleight of hand stuff anymore but if you look at the original trailer for rogue one a lot of that stuff isn't even in the movie so i remember watching that movie and being like oh where's the scene in the like from the trailer and 
there there's a ton of stuff that's nowhere to be seen. And I have a feeling that Disney knows that they need to get their fan base back for this movie. There is so much backlash and just crap leading up to The Last Jedi that they they need to make their money on this one. Not that they haven't made billions of dollars already, but it's Disney, okay? Like, they need to make billions of dollars on this one. So, I'm almost, like, I'm almost worried that they are going to start putting these random things in there just to generate hype. Like, there's so much excitement on the prequel memes subreddit and the sequel memes subreddit now because of the Emperor Palpatine laugh. At I was just... En- I was just going to go there. Right? Because like, that, that ties into even the video game coming out. And right? like, like he came out on stage, so it wasn't just like he was laughing. Like, he's in the movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they... I know that they've... Uh, I was reading an article. Apparently, J.J. Abrams has consulted with George Lucas on, you know, how to end the series. You know, this is George Lucas's baby. And as much as people hate on him for the what happened with the prequel trilogies and the special editions and all this, the stuff that he's done to the series. This is a, a, almost a lifestyle for a lot of people, just like how there's people who are diehard Marvel fans and, you know, they've been waiting years for the, this final Avengers movie, you know, like the amalgamation of everything built together. That's the, there's the same thing for the star Wars fans. And, Everyone knows I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not, like, hardcore. Like, I can hate on films. Like, I can understand why certain ones are bad, but I'll still watch them just for the fact that, you know, it's a cool universe. Um, but I'm afraid that... So, okay, so within Mc, Mc, whatever his name is, Duggan... Obi-Wan? No. Uh, oh, um... And Palpatine. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But Anyways, so... It's also a lot of people don't know like this year marks the 20th anniversary of Star Wars episode 1. So he did a panel talk with uh I forget the guy who played um Darth Maul. So like he was already going to be at Star Wars celebration. So I I don't know like maybe they just he, maybe he was just there and just to generate this hype. Um so I, I'm I'm wary about this. Obviously, I'm going to go see it, right? Like, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm I'm not going to see this movie. Um, but I need to see another trailer. And as much as I don't want to, right? Like, I don't want to spoil the movie. You know, like I wish I could just wait the next, you know, eight months and just see it without knowing anything. Good but luck with that. yeah, that's impossible. And I don't want to. I don't know. It's just like I need to have this feeling that like I'm going to go to this movie and be satisfied with it. You know, like, do you remember that? I don't know if you if you felt it when when you first saw the first trailer for The Force Awakens. You know, like this was the first movie that we've had in, you know, like 15 years. And it was like all of that, like nostalgia of just like seeing a Star Wars trailer in general. Like, I want to feel that again. But right now, this trailer is like, well... I uh, have it starts off with a little bit of rage and then there's some cool stuff, but there's a, still a lot of caution, just kind of like how there's people cautioning being cautionary about the uh, 
Jedi Fallen Order game, you know? And that's understandable, right? Like, if they had totally, totally butchered the last Avengers movie, you know, I think people would be kind of caution, be kind of wary about the next one. Oh, absolutely. Right? So it's safe, but I think Disney is really going to over... I'm afraid that they're going to overmarket this and then make the expectations will become too high, which that does happen, right? Like, Here's what I... like. I know this might not sound like because I know I'm a, a very big Marvel, Marvel, Marvel movie kind of goer, and I don't feel like that market's oversaturated. But as somebody who enjoys Star Wars, I feel as if a lot of people are suffering from market oversaturation when it comes to the last three years of Star Wars, based on Christmas release, Christmas release, November or um, May release, Christmas release. Like it was bang, 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 bang. But it wasn't too different, whereas you have, aside from like going Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, you then had new properties like the Black Panther, mm-hmm. you had Doctor Strange in there, you had a bunch of like different actors. When, when you look at like the, the Civil War to Spider-Man, they did that so they didn't have to do uh, an origin story for Spider-Man. So it made sense to kind of do it that way. But then Spider-Man Homecoming also had Iron Man. So they they were like reinventing the formula that has been working so well for them in the past. Yeah. Just to keep things fresh for their audience because they're releasing four movies a year. It's not like they're just releasing one movie and like, okay, well, we'll see you next Christmas because Disney's not going to take Star Wars away or Christmas away from Star Wars until maybe next year. See, I I don't mind the Star Wars Dis- or the Star Wars Disney release, the December release for Star Wars. It's it's kind of like, you know, everyone has that thing that they look forward to in the year and and just having it around Christmas time, it's just you know, you have the time off, you're spending it with family, it's like, oh let's go see Star Wars. You know, like it I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm I'm I not arguing that. I'm saying I agree they didn't that- change enough to yes. warrant four movies in three years. Whereas Marvel has released nine movies in three years. Or 10 movies at this rate. Actually, it's closer to 12 probably. But a lot of them were different. Or they're like... Mm-hmm. Like, they've spread out Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was two or three years apart. Like, there's lots of differences. See, Disney could have done a lot with uh, non-main uh, trilogy stories. But they right? didn't. Like So, Rogue One, I enjoy that, f- that movie. For what it is, it, I think it does a great job at bridging... Um, what happened after the end of Return of the Jedi or sorry, um, uh, Revenge of the Sith and leading into A New Hope. I think they did a really good job of that. But Disney was just like, oh, let's just take these characters and make their origin stories. But they they went about it the wrong way because like, there, it's no secret that people want to see Obi-Wan Kenobi movies or Boba Fett, stuff like that. Interesting characters that we want to know about their adventures. I want to see a but, grungy star, like Stormtrooper movie. Yeah, like I would love to see a like a war, like a, a uh, Saving Private Ryan style <laughs> Star Wars movie. I, that would, I would be sweet. To, I'd love like to see Republic a Star Commando? Wars movie <laughs> where the Stormtroopers hit their shots. Yeah, uh, like Republic Commando, I would love to see a movie based off of that that kind of idea. But but they Disney went and did the safe route and 
took a character that everyone knows, Han Solo, and tried to flesh out a backstory when people didn't really want to see their backstory because that's part of what makes that specific character interesting. Uh, and I know I've I've said this before in 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 previous episodes that we've done in the past, but Han Solo, what makes him interesting is the fact that all we know about his character is what we've been told in the movies. So it's like you can build your own story of what he's done in his life. And Disney is just like, oh, this is an easy thing. And we're going to make this movie and put in a whole bunch of like random things in there to answer little questions of where he came from. And, and it just kind of, it was not satisfying. It was kind of disappointing, like almost depressing when you're like, you know what? They, they've taken what I like about this character and kind of, taken away my ability to use my imagination on what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they, they, they had so many options for other stuff. And because Solo had such a bad, uh, re- there was such a bad response to that. And then on top of The Last Jedi, um, Disney has put on hiatus a lot of their standalone movies. You know, like there was rumors that they were looking for some directors for an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. There was talks that they were um, in pre-production or something like that for a Boba Fett movie, which would be cool. I would go see that. But then because of how Solo, ha- what happened with Solo, they uh, they have said, okay, we're going to hold off on making those standalone movies. And maybe this is what led to creating The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree. I just want to, like, before we go into Mandalorian, I do have this really suspicious feeling that The Rise of the Skywalker is going to be the Star Wars film that is considered the reunion, like, film of their, like, their entire saga. Because it's closing off the trilogy and the trilogy, or the saga trilogy, as well as the third trilogy. Yes, because this is the end of the, this is the end of the Skywalker storyline. Story. Yeah. Yeah. So would you be surprised at all if you saw Ewan McGregor play a uh, a, a force ghost Obi-Wan? Now, this like some of this stuff could have already been decided before Disney was like, okay, we're taking a break on this stuff. But I have this weird feeling they're going to reintroduce some characters or bring back nostalgic characters because they used a lot of footage from the last 20 years of Carrie Fisher to produce this film. Like there's, um, I can't remember which one, but they said there is a hug between Ray and Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia that didn't actually happen because they just superimposed it. So there, and they did film some stuff for episode seven and eight. Or, yes. You, yeah. You know what they, I mean? Like, they filmed stuff before, um, her untimely death. I don't know if they, like, I, I remember seeing the last Jedi and then out of nowhere, Yoda's there and just thinking like, holy shit, like, wow. Amazing. I feel like if they were to do something like that with the rise of Skywalker, it's kind of like, Oh, they're doing this again. I kind of, kind of expected. Yeah, but like they could be closing off the storyline with that too. Like, I mean, could you imagine if like a ghost force Jedi Council came to raise aid? It's like this is how you have to stop the threat. Blah blah blah. And they're all together, and it's just like 
uh, it's kind of like that scene in the marsh where it's like Yoda and all them sitting on the log as mm-hmm. ghosts. I think I think like it'd be a nice little like callback, I guess. But we know a lot of these characters are gone, but we also know Emperor Palpatine could be returning, and he also died. Yeah, and and I I wonder how much of this story J.J. Abrams is kind of taking from his original plan of where he wanted the films this, to go. The films to go after the the Force Awakens. Um. Because I remember there was rumors that Snoke was either uh, a kind of like a recreation or like of of uh, Darth Plagueis. Because if anyone knows the story of Darth Plagueis, the the wise, you know, he's was one of the strongest uh, and most powerful Sith and could create life. So it's like there was kind of theories that. Snoke was Darth Plagueis. Now there's theories that Snoke might have been just a an attempt of bringing back Palpatine, or who knows, right? Obviously, we won't know for another eight months. But uh, well, we'll probably know something midsummer. Like we will probably see another Star Wars trailer. I'd assume the way Disney does things, we will see a full official trailer probably. For Spider-Man, um, Days Gone, or what's it called? Oh, well, I can't. Um, Far From Home. Far From Home. You know what? Like, I could almost see them do a a trailer. No way. Not in two weeks. Why not? I do, no way. Why not? Why, why would Disney take away from its biggest, like, its encore? You are going to see a trailer for Spider-Man at that movie. With footage that you've seen, and you won't see anything else because they're like you don't want to give up. Like if a character died or whatever, because like they've made comments like, "Oh, you know Thor and all these people, right?" Mm-hmm. So you won't see a trailer for that. <coughs> you you will see Disney properties, but I doubt very much that you see a Star Wars trailer in two weeks. Uh, they might do it, the, they might do the teaser again, but I think. But Spider Man's in May, so it's not that far off. Or June. Uh, I think. Well, let's let's make a bet on this. I think that they're going to show some sort of Star Wars Star Wars thing. We're going to bet nothing because that's that's what we do. Just friendly gambling, completely legal because no one's losing anything but their dignity. Uh, <laughs> I you think could, that they're going to argue that's losing a lot. <laughs> um. I think that they are going to show something Star Wars, whether it not be a, a a new teaser trailer or at least this uh, original teaser trailer that they released a few days ago. I think Disney is going to build the hype for this movie, 100%. And yeah, what better you know, way to do that than one of their biggest movie launches of the year? You might be right, because... I'm looking at the summer. Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in July. August, September, October, November, December. You will see a massive trailer for that movie, almost guaranteed. But I'm looking for Disney properties beyond the 26th of April. And I don't see... When's Lion King out? Oh, you have Aladdin May 2-4. There's your trailer. That's what I'm calling. I don't think so. I don't think Aladdin's going to do as well as... uh... Disney's hoping. 
take this in though. It's a long weekend in both Canada and the United States, which means there's going to be high film traffic because people go to movies. Oh wait, our long weekend is the yeah, that's a long weekend. May twenty fourth is what I'm calling. You're calling um, in or uh, Endgame. I'm calling that. Or I would say the next one would be X Men Dark Phoenix, which is the seventh of June. Oh yeah, is that that one's that's Disney's first X Men movie? Yes, which they've known about this whole time and nobody else did. Yeah. Like, by the way, all your paychecks are coming from Disney. We're just not telling people. Speaking of Disney, because we are spending a lot of time on them tonight, <laughs> Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. Now, The Mandalorian, we're not going to go too much into detail because all they showed us was that it's a bounty hunter wearing a really cool black Boba Fett outfit. Um, it's not a Boba Fett outfit. Boba that's Fett-like just, that, outfit. That's just The Mandalorian armor. I that's, liked that's, it. That, but Boba Fett is just a Mandalorian. This is just the armor that they wear. The the you got to watch the the Clone Wars because you, they go to Mandalore or whatever it is. Uh, Pedro Pascal is starring in this story about Which a mysterious I'm Mandalorian. Super psyched about. Do you want me to finish the sentence? <laughs> no. <laughs> mysterious Mandalorian gunfighter navigating the fringes of the galaxy in a period between the collapse of the Empire and the rise of the First Order. That's could be fun yeah and have you seen triple frontier no oh. i like i just told you i haven't seen it oh i didn't know <laughs> that i didn't hear that triple frontier great movie anyone who's seen pedro pascal he's a very good actor he's in being in game of thrones kingsman the great wall which wasn't a great movie but whatever oh that's Equal- right he's the uh Equalizer the brother of the, uh, uh he was a narcos he gets killed by the mountain something like that yeah um, I'm sorry if anybody here is looking for spoilers. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones in a minute. Um, or in he was minute. in Graceland. Like he's he's got a a good amount of s- stuff on his resume. Yeah. So him being the the Mandalorian is uh, I think that's a good choice. Um, There's some good people in there. Nick Nolte, Glen Carlo, Esposito. And Tico Wakiti and Bryce Dallas Howard and you're missing one, probably the Gina, Gina Carano. Nope, Carl Weathers. You don't he's know who that on, is. He's not even on this list. Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, the black oh. one of the black guys in uh, that Schwarzenegger movie, Predator. Speaking of Predator, Predator will not be making its debut. Actually, I'm just going to go through the list here. So we got The Mandalorian. <laughs> um, I've got a very rough list of what Disney Plus is allowing, or uh, not allowing, but bringing to the forefront. Um, there's going to be a Rogue One prequel series in development. Um, oh, really? Like yeah. live action or animated? Uh, it is live action. Interesting. From what I can see here. Um, it's going to be centered around Diego Luna's character, Cassian Andor, and his robot, Alan, uh, played by Alan Tudyk, K2SO. That could be interesting. I'd watch that. So far, so good. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Season 7. Yep, yep they're on, bringing I gotta her get, back. I gotta finish Season 3. 
through six. Thanks to uh, Disney for removing that off Netflix. Well, don't I worry. Ha- I you hate you. Until December or until January because Canada gets it two months later. What? Apparently, yeah. But it's off uh, already. No, but like we're not getting the Disney Plus service for another oh, like okay. month after. Oh. I think it'll it'll be like a Christmas gift for everybody. Great. Next up, the entire. <coughs> The entire Disney, Star Wars, Fox catalog of Star Wars is coming to Disney Plus. Yay! Do you think they're just going to have like a, a Star Wars category? Yeah, I think so. It, That's going to be great because there's going to be a Marvel button. It's going to be like Netflix, but instead of romance, it's going to be Marvel, Star Wars. You just get like a new Roku controller remote instead of having the Netflix buttons and stuff like that. It's got Star Wars, Marvel, Disney stuff. Speaking of Marvel, um, they're bringing back some characters. We've got a Loki prequel series coming starring Tom Hiddleston. Thor's brother. Yeah, I know. Um, We do have another two buddy cop style characters. series coming out wandavision which will star um elizabeth olsen and paul bettany reprising their roles as the vision and scarlet witch it's going to be a limited series it's probably going to be one run and a lot of people already figure it's going to be what happened either between civil war and infinity war or if vision comes back to life what they're going to do with it next up in the buddy cop action uh packed combo films we have the falcon and the winter soldier movie or uh tv series as well it's going to be limited as well um don't know where that one could go a lot of people thought it was coming we'll see um there's going to be a hawkeye series as well and if you ask like dc showrunners bow and arrow tv shows seem to last pretty long the arrow went six seasons before ultimately getting canceled or going off air mm-hmm Marvel will also be developing an animated project called What If. Um, It's going to be based on a comic series. The series will be overseen by Kevin Feige and will feature voice work from MCU stars. Um, Now, the series will explore alternate universes of the MCU and key events played out by different people, like what happened if Peggy Carter had still uh, taken some of the Super Soldier Serum or uh, opposed to, like, Steve Rogers or stuff like that. So it's just all... Weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, hold on to your butts. All 23, or all 22, probably 23 by that time, MCU movies will be available for stream. Which means, I'm sorry, folks, on Netflix for Christmas Day, you will not be able to watch Endgame. You'll have to buy it. Or buy Disney+. Plus. Next up, they are doing a live-action series called The Book of Enchantment. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of based like that Once Upon a Time television show that ran for so long. Um, they have a diary of a female president coming out. Um, it is starring Gina Rodriguez. Or no, sorry, she is just executive producing. There is no uh, actress as of yet. But it seems like it's going to be Gina Rodriguez. Um... They're redoing an adaptation of Don Quixote, Father of the Brides hitting, as well as Flora and Ulysses, High Fidelity, High School Musical, the catalog, as well as High School Musical, the musical, will be taking 
this over the streaming service. Honey, I shrunk so, the kids. So what you're saying is that everything Disney is pretty there's much there's a lot of content going on there, and Netflix and Amazon are really gonna have to step up their game if they want to. Netflix keep, fucked themselves. To be honest with subscribers. you, they they put so much time and effort into a lot of like two bit. See, uh, <coughs> uh, why can't I think of the word? Um, original series, and then they just canceled them. They're like, oh, it didn't follow the hype this time. Canceled, canceled, canceled. We didn't make enough money. Wait a second. We're we make a monthly gener- generate a monthly income from everyone. Yeah, but a lot of their income comes from product placement. Yeah. Um, Monsters at Work will be the brand new um, Monsters Inc. film. Now it is supposed to hit theaters, but it does kind of indicate here. Oh, it's a TV series. That's why. Is that is that being done by Pixar? Yep, and it's going to be on there. Now hold on to your butts. There is going to be an untitled Muppet series coming you out. You said hold on to your butts. I know. I, I keep d- saying I, that. Keep hold on. Keep <laughs> holding on to your butts because they're making a Phineas and Ferb movie. They're bringing every Pixar a short what movie? film. Phineas and Ferb the cartoon. What is that? They were the two kids that every time their their parents left, they made like ridiculous contraptions in their backyard, and then the sister tried to like tell on them all the time. Never really happened. Um, Pixar short films are coming, as well as the entire um, Disney back catalog and Pixar back catalog, or the Pixar back catalog. And they've also announced in the Disney back catalog, which is huge, all the original Disney Channel television shows will be on and available there may be some due to contract options like they may not want to put hannah montana on there because miley cyrus went crazy for a little bit but confirmed titles of lizzie mcguire and that's so raven as well as the sweet life have made um they will be joining phil of the future as well i'm just that's a lot of content yeah i'm just going to keep signing up for their free trial just keep making a different uh different email address and using uh, a burner credit card. So here's the thing. Like when it comes to this kind of streaming service, I'm looking at it like, holy shit. Like at least with Netflix, I know if I can't find something to watch within five minutes, I'm just watching the office or something like that. Right. With this, there's going to be 600 episodes of the Simpsons. They're bringing the Fox DVD television. sales are going to drop to nothing. This is it's crazy. They will be not the only thing is the Disney is kind of like put a hard pass on this. They will not be allowing R-rated movies, but with Disney Plus you get Hulu. So you can just watch it there. Really? Yeah. But that's probably America only. Probably I don't know. Um now, I did hear today that um for fans of the series Veronica Mars, a lot of people have been upset because it was only going to Hulu and Crave TV picked it up. So Crave TV is starting to work with Hulu to try and bring that content to Canada, which is, I think, very progressive. Now, do we know if they will be having uh, region restrictions like Netflix does for Canada and U.S.? Or is because Disney owns it everywhere, literally everywhere, and it's their own stuff. They can just be like, yeah, you get this, you get this, everyone gets this. Like, well, uh, appa- apparently, Netflix only paid for the license to have Infinity War in the States. 
And when they flipped the switch on on Christmas Day, it hit Canada as well, and they couldn't take it away because the traffic spiked so high. Like, I've watched Infinity War probably 10 times on Netflix, and I I've, have it on Blu-ray. I've seen that movie once. Um, but I know that they had a license. They had, uh, sorry, an agreement for the Star Wars movies for Netflix Canada only for uh, quite some time. Actually, we, we had Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi, and Rogue One uh, a few months before the United States did. And for a while there, people were getting a VPN just to access Netflix Canada, which never happens. Yeah, because Netflix Canada doesn't get a lot of high-end individualized content. Yeah. Um, for the for the low low price, and we only know American prices right now, six ninety nine US or seventy dollars for the year. I'm assuming it's going to be ninety nine and a hundred or nine ninety nine and a hundred for us lovely Canadian folk. That's still less than ten dollars a month. Yeah, and you know what? Like at that price, if you can, you can afford Netflix and you, Disney. Here's the thing: it's like if if you can have multiple users on one account, uh, I would totally be down for splitting that with with like my family or something like that. You know? Yeah. Can we uh can we take a little sidebar here and have a quick discussion about the word multi-user? So, as uh, most of you know, Spotify and Google came up with this awesome, wicked incentive to give out free Spotify units. Or uh, not free Spotify units. If you had a premium subscription to Spotify, you were able to get a free Google Home as a thank you for subscribing. However, they were also opening it up to new subscribers, i.e. David. Me, yes. However, there was a large complaint from the community that family plans were not included in this. Now... My opinion of it um, echoes a lot that I've seen online as well. I'm paying $9.99 for a single-use service that doesn't have commercials. If I ha- if I give somebody my login and they choose to use my Spotify, I can no longer use my Spotify unless I take it over, then they can't use the music. When you're looking at a family plan and you've got five people for the price of $14, there's a little bit of a, an obscurity there. I believe, th- and like Spotify has... No, like I don't think they're going to rectify this at all because they've made their money on this, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that the the masses are right. I don't believe family plans should have qualified for it. I believe that if you're paying for the premium single use subscription, that's what it should be. And I like if if you were looking at Disney as being single use, I bet you it's two screen. I don't think it's going to be as elaborate as paying seventeen dollars for five screens on Netflix. I think I think with with uh spotify's like family uh, google does the same thing like they have a i i pay 15 bucks a month for youtube premium and google play music um but i think i understand why people are upset that people in a family plan can't use it i think if they were to have opened it up for a family plan it should have been only one google play or google home mini per family so only one because in all of these things, there's one person who was like the administrator, the head honcho of the family that adds and can can add and remove family members. They're the one that pays for the subscription. Uh, they should have been able to submit 
an offer for a free Google Home Mini. You know what? I like that. Like that. The, I understand. At least that, that keeps it kind of fair, right? Yeah, because like I understand that people who you know, like I, I have a family plan, like I said, with uh, for Google Play Music with my uh, my siblings. So I pay thirty six dollars a year for YouTube Premium um, and Google Play Music. So that's way way less than uh, what I would be paying for an individual account, but we're still paying 14 or $15 a month for that. So if there's a promo, we should still be able to take advantage of it one time. Yeah. But in this case, like for Spotify, because it was opened up for new years, it's like I uh, got a Google home mini for $10. Thank you. <laughs> I will use it. But, yeah. Like, uh, I, I fully intend on using it as well. It's just, but I'm surprised that they did it with uh did it for new subscribers because a lot of the times you know sometimes promos are like uh or a lot of them like for microsoft for example when they do like their one dollar game pass thing it's for new subscribers only right because they're trying to get people to sign up whereas this was like kind of a hey thanks for using our service type of thing right yeah uh so i i think it would have been a total totally legit promo to offer it to uh subscribers that have subscribed for a minimum amount of time, you know, like two months minimum or something like that, you know, then they wouldn't have run into this problem that they have right now where there's like a huge backlog of, uh, orders. I think now if, if, if you can get a, if you can get a, uh, code for a free one, cause there's a back, they're delayed just on giving the codes for free ones. The delivery time is like end of um, end of May uh, to mid June. Yeah, I still haven't received mine. So like mine is estimate. I ordered mine maybe about an hour or two after you, like April 9th. Um, so last week, last Tuesday, and it's estimated delivery is between the 25th and 26th of April. So n- not this Friday, but next Friday. Uh, I know someone who ordered some people on the online had ordered an hour before me and they got theirs the next day. So that just goes to show like the, the demand within such a short period of time. I do that, believe the incentive is still running as well. Yeah. Cause it's uh there's no set end date to it. It's just while well supplies last. So pretty much until um, Spotify runs out of codes or Google stops generating them and yeah, Google's, still making money off this spotify is paying them for these like not only that they're banking like, on people using it to order stuff yes um a lot of it has to do with the fact that the 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 actual service that google home supplies they, like, they want more people to have a google home or a google home mini in their home so people can start purchasing like um, IOT products like when you're looking at smart light bulbs, smart um, power switches for fans. Mm-hmm. If these things are readily available to the masses, people are going to be like, "Oh, I could say, okay, Google," and my fa- and I could tell it to turn on the fan, or I could tell it to order a pizza, because the technology hasn't been purchased fast enough by a lot of people. This is a way to really saturate the market quickly. 
It's also getting resellers out of there because a lot of people are winning Google Homes and then trying to sell them right away. And there's just hundreds of them on Kijiji. If you look at yeah Kijiji right now, people are selling the codes for the free one for like 20 bucks. So like these guys are trying to make money any way that they can. And I guarantee you're going to start seeing these Google Home Minis on Kijiji for like $30, $40, which, yeah, if you need a second one, that's still a pretty good deal if it's brand new, never been used, never been open, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's just like it's unfortunate that there's a lot of people that make multiple accounts that use different credit cards just to be able to order uh, multiple to, ones, multiple ones just to resell it. Because, you know, like I, I have the uh, I have a few amazon echo and i use it for simple things um but ideally like most of the the online services that i use are google based and the only reason why i got my my echo was because i got it for like 80 dollars for which was a good price at the time whereas the the google home was still what like 170 bucks for the the full size one so it's like I've adopted that, but kind of reluctantly. Um, so, like, I do plan on switching over to the Google Home. This is a really cheap way for me to get one so that I can, you know, have it on my deck when I'm playing music outside or anything like that. But I think a lot of a lot of people... I, I just hope that a lot of people that have taken advantage of this promo are using it for themselves and not just using it to try and make money. And unfortunately there's a lot of people that do that and it just kind of ruins these types of promos for other people because there's people that either will try and get one and they can't and because people have, it's like when something's on sale at like Best Buy or something like that, like a great price, you know, there's always the people that go in and buy or like the Nest, the the Nest Classic is a prime example. Yeah, how fast it was. They were so limited, and then people were just buying them. They would buy multiple ones if they can, and then just put them on Kijiji for you know two, three times the amount of what they're worth, and it just ruins it for for a lot of people. Like it ruins it for the the people who legitimately want one because they are going to use it. Well, I'll tell you, I went like when you and I went and got my pre order. Um, I went with a buddy cause I knew my pre-order was being held and we were working at a different mall and he's like, Hey, will you come to work early and line up with me at seven? I was like, sure. Why not? Um, so we hung out and he was like, I'll buy you breakfast. I was like, okay. I mean, I get free breakfast to go stand in a line for two hours. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and they announced while we were standing in line that the first 25 people in line, um, got a voucher to get a, a second one. Like if you want, if you wanted a voucher because you didn't have a pre-order, the first twenty-five people got them. So I was standing there, and there was this guy standing behind me, and he's counting. And he's like freaking out because people started separating, and at that point, I was like number eighteen. He was like, "Hey man, say say you don't have a code." I was like, "But I have a code." He's like, "Say you don't, I'll give you one hundred and fifty bucks." He's like, "The only thing is, you have to go in and debit it and get it, and I'll give you the one hundred and fifty dollars cash." I was like, dude, I can do it for the regular price. He's like, no, I'm not going to get it. You're not going to get out of line. Just hook me up. So I was like, fine, I, I, I'll do that. And I was like, I was like, here. Like, I think I, he just gave me 140, but I like, I tried to refuse more than 120 after taxes. And he's like, no, you stood in the line just like everybody else. I need this for my kid. I was like, okay, you got it. 
But like I wasn't trying to exploit the system. I was just hanging out. Yeah. Um, quickly, I want to get into Game of Thrones. I know you don't watch Game of Thrones. Ty was anyone for this. Does anyone watch Game of Thrones? I thought that mo- series was over. <laughs> it felt like it. Um, <laughs> if you, I will not spoil it. I'm going to try and get Ty on sometime this week to do a Game of Thrones um, episode one recap. And we'll just do a mini episode. That's kind of the goal here. If you haven't watched it, watch it. There's a lot of parallels between um, season eight, episode one, and season one, episode one. It was it was a remarkable episode. It was a little calmer compared to other episodes in the past, but they're really setting it up. And with five episodes less, winter or left, winter is coming. Um, quickly before we uh, close off the show, we just want to go over um, the rest of April and what it looks like in gaming. <coughs> As always. We will decide if we want to pre-order it, purchase it at launch, dump the game, or bargain bin. So pre-order. Um, sorry. Wow. Just derailed <laughs> myself. Pre-order, um, bargain bin, or pass. Or just buy it whenever, I guess. Isn't so purchase. That, isn't that the same thing as bargain bin? Yeah. So we'll just call it purchase, bargain bin, or pass. Um, first up today, we had NO1800 come out for... Windows. Wait, um, is that final? Out? Yeah, it I, came I in. Just, or, that's tomorrow, sorry. Tomorrow's yeah, because I just played the uh, open beta this past weekend on my PC. So, it's actually kind of a fun game. But uh, I would buy it on sale. Okay. Uh, final <laughs> Fantasy X. That game came out uh, on the PS2. Uh, yeah, XX2 HD remastered. Yeah, on Switch. And I have it on PS4. Yeah. If you If you don't have it already, if you've never played it, or if uh, you haven't bought one of the dozen remasters that have been re- released in the last like five years, buy it. Otherwise, pass. Um, next up, we have Cuphead for the Nintendo Switch. So it's a re-release. Uh, buy it on sale. Yeah, I would buy it on sale, but it's already only twenty bucks, so that is pretty much on sale. Um, Dragon's Dogma: Dark Horizon for the Switch. Another uh, another remake. If you haven't played it, buy it on sale. Mortal Kombat 11. If you're into that stuff, buy it. I'd pass on it. <laughs> I don't like fighting games, so I, I wouldn't buy it. But if if, if that's your thing, I Man, guess. This, uh, Box Boy plus Box Girl Switch. Yeah, I have no 26. idea what it is. Tw- the 26th is a pretty heavy day. You have Days Gone coming out for the PS4. Oh, with- yeah, I got to pick up my pre-order on that. Yeah, I got to pay for my pre-order on that. Um, Amazon, 50 bucks from two years ago. <laughs> yeah. And Super Meat Boy Forever. Coming out for Windows, Linux, Switch, PS4, Xbox, iOS, Android. Whew. The Linux users are rejoicing. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age. For Switch, if you haven't bought the... Uh, it's a great game, actually. If you haven't bought the Zodiac Age on PS4 when it came mm. out. I think that would be a fun game to have handheld. I, I enjoyed it. So I, I think it would be good. I like that one better than Final Fantasy X, but they're very different games. Like there's also Final fair. Fantasy games, but like different uh, battle styles and battle systems, stuff like that. So buy it on sale. All right. So that's pretty much what's coming out this month. We will, at the end of the month, obviously go over the beginning of May. And as always, we will make sure we tell you what we think you should buy or not buy. Um, just to give you guys an idea of what's coming up next, obviously we are going to try and do some Game of Thrones recaps. Next week's episode is a big episode for us. It's going to be 
whatever news happened and then pretty heavily Endgame related, being as Endgame is released next Thursday. Um, <coughs> we have I no... Should, p- I guess I should Sorry? see Captain Marvel, huh? Yeah, you have a week. Yeah. We have no plans yet as to when a release for an Endgame review will happen. We just know it will happen. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're looking forward to... Um, our other specialty, if it isn't Star Wars, it's Marvel. Uh, we have a pretty heavy Marvel show coming up for you next week. My favorite. <laughs> do you have anything to add? <laughs> I do not. I'm going to go watch Star Wars Episode Four in 4K. In I'm, 4K? Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's a, a Star Wars 4K remaster that the community has done from original film sources. I hope it's, the sand looks incredible. Very sandy. Just I hate the it. sandiest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else could you do, right? Yeah. Well, that is all the time we have today, guys. We are really excited that you're back with us, and we'll see you next week for the next Scene on Screen podcast. <laughs>